What's going on, people? It's your boy Cal Wu. Seeing here with my man G Money. Sup? What's good, bro? How you feeling? Still feeling electric. I hear that. I hear that. All right. We feeling electric in this mug. We're going to go ahead and head to our commercial break. And when we come back, actually, I forgot my fault, y'all. We are doing the category of harems for this month. For the month of February, we're doing harems. Harem anime. So Harem anime, the, the symbol of love. Yeah, uh, the symbol of love. <laughs> All right, people. So when we come back from this commercial break, we will definitely be continuing with harems. This is DJ Kuma Tarantino, and you are listening to Planet Woo. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Woo. Still sitting here with my man's G-Money. Welcome back from the commercial break. So, G-Money, you want to start it off, or you want me to start it off? I'm trying to think if I should. Maybe... Maybe, yeah, that's so real. All right, go ahead. What you got for us, G? Okay, first anime. Wait, where, where the hell? Where? <laughs> what you got My for My list. I'm going to go with um, Monster Musume. Monster Musume, okay. <laughs> oh, man, this anime. Listen, <laughs> so many feelings of being, like, it's incredibly erotic, but at the same time, it's like... Feelings of shame, especially because you're getting aroused because the whole premise is that pretty much these BCO half human, half hybrid, or a half demon, half hybrid with animal species are essentially staying with my boy. This is how you say his name. I'm trying to see. Kimito? Kimito? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Who's saying with my boy Kimito in the interspecies program that they recently started to try to cross crossbreed their cultures. And initially the program has a clause that you can't have make sex. With, yeah. yeah, you can't <laughs> make with the species. <laughs> so the whole anime, like or for those first couple of episodes. Literally are the females trying to hold back and him making sure that he never crosses the line. And the first one that he has in his group is Mia, who is a Lamia. Snake girl. Um, the next one he gets is Happy, which is the Harpy. Mm-hmm. And the last one before they basically say, okay, you can have sex. Um... It's my girl Centaurea. So, <laughs> who's the centaur? The, the centaur, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the name. <laughs> right. Gives away. So, like I said, the first couple of episodes, he pretty much like he's trying to restrain himself around Mia because you know even though Mia is incredibly aggressively attracted to him, you can't break that contract or you're going to jail. Facts. <laughs> then, then you had he eventually comes across Happy, who pretty much is a bird brain. Like, basically, I think if she walks three foot footsteps, she forgets whatever, <laughs> like whoever she came across, anything. So it's like funny antics with her, and eventually, like I think when he found her in a park, 
like they interact with each other then eventually she actually comes to be incredibly fine with him wanting to stay with the group then finally you have Centrea which pretty much she's like I'm justice and stuff like that she inspires to be a hero like she has a code of honor and when she initially she's initially against the whole arrangement because pretty much she heard that human men are lustful and considering Centrea's assets so to say right. like Centrea's like I'm not gonna ever do that with a human man I'm like, I'm a warrior. I'm from a warrior race. I'm supposed to be justice. So, like, eventually he pulls them all into the group because Mia, that's the first one. And Mia's actually brought there by mistake because originally she was supposed to go to a whole different family. I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a mistake because the chick that brought her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that chick was lazy. As hell. So, so it's like it's not a mistake. But at the same time, it was originally a mistake. Right, right. right so, right. like I said, Mia brought, is brought there. And, I mean, she immediately falls for this dude because he basically views her and all the other uh, animal hybrids as just females and the thing is that up until then the all the um I, I want to just call them demons just to shorten it or hybrids oh yeah I just go with hybrids to shorten it like all the hybrids pretty much they were facing persecution so the fact that the fact that he just openly did not have that 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 close-mindedness, she was attracted to him instantly. Right. And then the fact that he treated her so much like a girl, he fought on her behalf on the very first episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, he whammy. He whammy. He's just like, yeah, you're not going to disrespect me when they were going for a... Like, it wasn't meant to be a date. It was more of a casual stroll, but she interpreted it as a date. And the thing is, like, I think there was a couple who was like delinquents talking crap about how she appeared like the fact she was a snake and all that and then he whammied the hell <laughs> that was probably the best it was satisfying because it was like it was such an impactful blow because they even did the animation differently for that punch. Yeah. Where he just sent the boyfriend Karina into the girlfriend and just blew him through a wall and messed up his hand. Then it's like me. It's like, yeah, I'm dead set. I want him to be my baby daddy. Right. <laughs> and then, and then happy, like, more or less, it's a, like, it's a similar attraction. But the thing is, it's just that the way that he approached Happy was that at first he was approaching her like, I'm going to be a big brother to you. And I mean, Happy, well, you find out later on that Happy's actually much older than she looks. Right. And she's <laughs> like, well, hey, I like <laughs> probably the best the best scene was when they were uh, like he was watching her because like I said, he's in the mindset I'm watching my little sister. Right. And then when he touches her inappropriately by mistake, she's like, I like this stimulation. I want more of this. 
So, they, yeah, she discovers sexual, like, sexual feelings. She's like, I love this simulation. I want more of this. I want him to be my baby daddy. So, so then we got finally Centrea. Centrea, like I said, she was essentially a rogue knight, so to say, with a fake sword that she thought was real. And pretty much, I think when, just when they were, I, I'm trying to remember it total. I think she went on a rampage because at first he, like, touched her breasts. Oh yeah, she was chasing Mugger. That's what it was. She was chasing Mugger, and he was riding her like um, a horse, like a horse, essentially. Right? And what happened was pretty much he groped her by mistake. So she's like, I don't like this guy. He's a pervert. He's a pervert like how I've always expected men to be. And the thing is, at one point when they, I think, like I said, they were chasing Mugger. And what happened was, at one point, she ended up dropping her sword. And the mugger was about to try to cut her down. And did um, my boy Kimito, he just said, yo, I'm not gonna let you kill her. This is a girl. So he stepped in front of her. And you know, it's one of those suspension bridge effects or something like, like he defended my life. He's ready to kill him, <laughs> like live some die on my behalf. Right. And she fell in love. And she was like, I want him to be my baby daddy. <laughs> so, All these damn so, moms want him to be their baby daddy, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he eventually comes across um, other females. Well, let me not skip that far ahead. Like, eventually, the three of them are part of the group. The main harem. The main right. girls. And what happens is the <laughs> the director, she's like, well, hey, now I'm going to allow you to you know if you want to sleep one whatever we encourage you to make because right. we want to tighten our relations with interspecies and that's when the whole like shit hits the pan <laughs> and like all the girls end up competing with him and that's that's the harem element and then he eventually comes across Melarune who is like obsessed with drama like she wants a tragic drama in our life. Like, she had no issue being the mistress, even though she eventually is like, I don't want to be the mistress. I want him to be my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> then then he comes across Arachne, who is probably my favorite character. No, not Arachne first. It's uh, the slime. And uh, the yeah, slime, yeah. the slime, like, at first. <laughs> best thing because we were talking about slime so much yeah so like the slime is essentially like a main slime until she actually touches other like female or other people and then she gains a human form and then she's like hey um you know at first she's childlike because she don't understand what the hell is going on but the more and more she touches them the more she actually develops like I, I'm understanding an ego. Like, she starts developing ego. And then eventually, you know, from him trying to protect her, because eventually he, I mean, initially he was scared because they were, they were hunting, essentially hunting down, or they were scared because of the simple fact that they thought 
that she's gonna get taken back. And eventually she develops feelings for him that says, yo, I want him to beat my baby down. See how that's possible. Right. <laughs> so, so then my favorite, uh, no, yeah, Arachne isn't the last one, but she's my favorite. Arachne was like essentially on the run. You almost can call her the the antagonist, yeah. even though she wasn't an actual antagonist. But the thing is, like, she didn't trust humans because of her form. And basically, every human that every human that she had interacted with, like, pretty much treated her like an actual monster. And again, like, eventually. Eventually, she comes across Kimito. She kidnaps him because she's like, hey, I'm going to use him as, what do you want to say? As, um, damn, my, my words, my words. I'm, I'm not thinking. A hostage. We'll just go with that. Right. So she was using him as a hostage and she first kidnapped him under that premise that I'm going to use him as a hostage to get my way da, 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 before they send me back. Right. So what happens is because, like I said, she <laughs> that warehouse is so funny. Basically, she gets cute and he's attracted to her. And the main reason why he's attracted to her one because she's like a sexy as hell, even though she's a spider. And then number two because he has a fetish for legs. Right. So she's detects. <laughs> finds like he's aroused, he's erect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very, it was very uncomfortable <laughs> in its own way. But yeah, she starts teasing him, and then eventually she is like, "Hey, when they get found, because again they were looking for Kimido because he got uh, kidnapped by Rockne." She thought that he was going to turn her in, but he actually, because of uh, an event that happened in a previous episode, he thought they were coming after him. <laughs> so he immediately was defending her. Uh, essentially, it's like, yeah, you escape. <laughs> I'll stay behind. I'll be the uh, the patsy, so right, to say. Right. And she fell for him at that moment and wanted him to be her baby dad. And I think the last one was Lala, which the was the right? Doolahan. Yeah. yeah, the Doolahan that basically had what they call eighth grade syndrome, where they think like they're always talking in this incredibly cryptic tone, and they they talk like an actual anime character, right. where it's like an exaggerated anime character. Literally, the best way to sum her up, she's uh, Megumin and Monster Moves Land. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So she's always like, I'm the dark. I'm the darkness or the dark night of Hades and all that. So, yeah. Awesome anime. I, I loved it. I loved it dearly. Loved the manga. I've been reading the manga a lot. Um, like I said, definitely can elicit some uncomfortableness because naturally with etchy anime, especially with the antics going on, you naturally gonna get aroused or whatever yeah, else if yeah. you're into it but the thing is it's just that they're all beasts <laughs> like half human half beast Facts. so it's like it's always that thing like 
that's like, damn, man, I would smash Centrail or I would smash Mia. But then it's always that caveat. There have one's a animals. fucking horse and the other fucking snake. Yeah, one's <laughs> a horse and one's a snake. Always, always kids still wonder that. I think I would probably just go at the Mia. Because, I mean, that's... It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> or go after Lala because she actually humanoid. Yeah. But she can just lose her head. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> she can just lose That's her. weird, man. <laughs> That's one of those weird ones. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to just... I don't even want to think about it and go into that in detail. But you, but you <laughs> gotta always think about it, right? Because yeah. that's a part of the fun of watching the harem. Like, Facts. Who would be the chick that you would, you would go up, after? Yeah, end up going after. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, for my first harem, I'm going to go with uh, The World God Only Knows. Um yeah, the anime is great. Uh, okay, so the so the, so the world God only knows uh, is about a character named uh, Kaimakatsuragi, who is known as the Capture God because he is the best at playing um, dating sims or getting the girl. He's the best at capturing the girl in dating sims, so he's called the Capture God. So this nigga essentially is the virtual Mister Steal Your Girl, so the only your girl around him in the virtual world. Um, <laughs> And uh, he runs into this uh, hunter of souls. That's a demon named uh, Elsie, who is who recruited him to help her capture uh, evil spirits that have escaped from hell and pretty much are inhabiting people in order to use, you know, pretty much to just inhabit people and kind of do whatever they want with them. So he pretty much uses his skills that he uses in the virtual world in the real world to get these girls to fall in love with him which ejects the spirit out of the people's bodies the anime is ridiculous it's hilarious um katsuragi is a tactician in his own right because he actually uses every trick trade you could think of that are in those little point and click harem type I'm dating this girl game or a virtual game where you're dating somebody. And it's a funny thing is it's a game like that that's going on online. And I can't think of the name of it, but I see ads for it all the time in like the little cell phone games I play. Where I see people on uh, Facebook posting pictures about them playing playing these dating sims. Mostly girls. They do it where they like trying to decide what guy they want to date and um like what they're doing on the dates and things of that nature. Like I have no idea what the name of these games are. I have to ask one of my friends. I have no idea what it's called. Um, but the world God only knows is definitely an interesting one. It's a weird supernatural slice of life type deal, I would say. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's really dope. The intro is amazing. Um, God, I love the intro theme. Of yeah, the anime. It's, probably, it's probably top 10, top at least top 12 on my list as far as intros go yeah. easily um yeah and that's pretty that's pretty much it so we're gonna go to this first commercial break and when we come back we will continue with the harem animes
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mika, and I have a podcast. It's called Moments with Mika. Check it out. We talk about everything. Nothing is going to be unseen. So if you got some time, we release the show every Sunday. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. The list goes on. So go ahead, check out my website, www.mwmovement.com, and it's spelled without the E after the V in movement. So Thank you. Tune in. Support because we got to support each other. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Cal Wu. Still sitting here with my man, G Money. Stop. So, all right. We're going to go with... Uh, we still rocking out with the harems. I think I'm going to go ahead and start this one off. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go super throwback with this one. I'm going to go, oh my goddess. For those that haven't seen it, Oh My Goddess is old as dirt. <laughs> um, it's probably like early eight, like early nineties, late eighties maybe. Is around the time when Oh My Goddess came out. It's old as dirt. You can look at the animation and tell the animation is old as dirt. Um, we pretty much got the same animation that Slayers have, so it's probably like early to mid nineties. Um, okay, so this is the setup for Oh My Goddess. The main character, Oh My Goddess, is uh, Keiichi, who is this guy that's in college, um, pretty much lives an average life, runs into some type of bad luck, and he makes a mistake and calls this hotline. Um, and this hotline that he calls is to this like goddess relief hotline where he calls and a goddess shows up and is supposed to like give him any one wish that he wants. So he thinks it's a joke and he's like, okay, whatever. My wish is you be with me for the rest of rest of you know what I'm saying? We're together forever. And she's like, okay, wish granted. And that's the wish he granted. And the goddess that he summoned is this goddess named Belle Dandy, who is like a rank one goddess. <laughs> and just the adventures that they have are crazy. Cause it's like he likes Bell Dandy. And she likes him, but he has an issue with telling telling her that he likes her. He eventually falls in love with her and has a problem with telling her that. And they have like a lot of awkward situations. And it doesn't get any better when um, <clears throat> when Belle Dandy's sisters come. Her older half-sister, Erd, comes, who is half-goddess, half-demon. And then her younger sister ends up uh, showing up named Skold, who they have, you know, her and, her and Skold has the same um, parents. Skold and Erd are what you would call uh, uh, second rank goddesses. So the things that they can do, the wishes that they can grant is limited. Um, another interesting thing with the anime is when uh, he picks up the hotline and he calls for help again. Because at this point he wants help with being able to tell Belle Dandy that he loves her. So this other goddess named Pyorth ends up showing up and stays there and she's like trying to help him which is pretty much one of the funniest scenes in the anime is when he calls her and she's you know they're all staying in his house uh kind of backtrack a little bit i apologize pretty much he's staying in his dorm but his dorm is an all-male dorm so him and bill dandy ends up finding a temple and end up moving into this temple and the monk went on a pilgrimage and left the temple to them so now keiichi is living in this temple with all these different goddesses and 
the funniest scene, one of my favorite scenes, I should say, it's not the funniest, but one of my favorite scenes is um, Pure Earth is like, okay, I'm gonna get you to be able to say that you love Belle Dandy, and I'm gonna teach you how to be able to say it to her. So you're gonna practice on me, like I'm Belle Dandy, and he's like, okay, I love you. And she's like, listen, that's weak. When you tell a woman that you love her, she has to be able to feel it in her soul. It must shake her and move her body and blah, 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 blah. So they go through this whole thing where he, he's like, I love you. And she's like, that's weak. Do it again. He's like, I love you. He's like, that's training. Weak. Do it again. This is our training. Pretty much doing like a DBZ training session with the word I love you. And like he says it kind of loud with like a little bit more emotion. She's like, okay, I kind of felt that. That's not enough to move Bell Dandy. You gotta say it again. And like they do it over and over and over again. He's like just yelling to the top of his lungs. And like Bell Dandy comes in, and they're both on their knees, and he's like holding her shoulders, like in their face first, like, I love you. And then like Bell Dandy opens the door, he's like, uh, wait, it's not what you think. Come back, Bell Dandy, come back. That junk is hilarious. And pretty much the anime is just full of stuff like that all over the place. She's screwed. She did. She did step, make him take like <laughs> 10 steps back. Like he was going for it and she made him take 10 steps back. Mm-hmm. And just this the anime is amazing. It's a lot of it's a lot of comedy elements. Actually it's mostly comedy elements. They have some drama to it, but it's not a lot. Um it's just amazing. If you want to watch this a main character that is trying to figure out best way like he's awkward but he's trying to find the best way to tell somebody he loves him and hell you might even identify with it a little bit we all have come across the point or come to a moment in our life where we had a hard time expressing our feelings to you know saying somebody that we really like so if you if you want to see something like that i my goddess is definitely the anime for you it's a classic if you haven't seen it you should it is hilarious it's amazing and that's it so what you got for us g what you got for your second my second will be one well, debate. It should be Nakiki. Oh my favorite. Or go ahead. Yeah, go. high school DXZ. Okay, high school I'll DXZ. I'll say best for last. Oh, <laughs> so high school DXZ. The premise is that my boy Issei, who is probably one of my favorite main characters, I want to say, he <laughs> he has the ambition to be the Heron King. When he first comes to high school, he's like, this is going to be my breakout. This is going to be my breakout year. I'm about to lose my virginity. I'm about <laughs> to be the the female the female god magnet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Some strong ambitions. And what, ha- what how it starts off is that he sees Rhea Rias. I hope I'm pronouncing Rias, Rias. Yeah, he sees Rias. He's like, yeah, I want her to be the one that I smash. And <laughs> but what ends up happening is that he ends up um, receiving a letter in his box where he's like, yeah, it's I, I like you. Da 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 da. So he's like, oh shit, I got a crush. I got a crush. <laughs> like it literally pays like that. So. <laughs> What happens is he goes out with this girl that, you know, basically says I have crush with him. And her name is Rainer. Or, well, it was like some Japanese fake name <laughs> or something like that. But 
they go on a date. It seems like very slice of lifey. I mean, she's like being all adorable and all that shit. And I mean, he's just falling for the honey trap, as they call it. And what ends up like happening is towards the what well, at the conclusion of the date. When he thinks he's about to get a kiss, she's some yeah, closing your eyes and all that. He ends up getting killed by her. And then <laughs> you find out she's a fallen angel named Rainer. And pretty much she uh, goes after him because he's a quote, fabled dragon king. So basically he dies on the spot. When he dies, Rhea's is, I guess she's tracking him or yeah, I'm pretty sure she was tracking. She's like, yeah, I'll make you a demon to save your life. Is that what you want? Or do you want to just die? And he basically says, I still want to live. Da, 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 da. And so he is made a demon by Reeves. And pretty much that's where high school DXD begins. So he's brought it as a whole thing. At first, he got to do, like, minor demon contracts. Like, he's interacting with people who want to, like, like himself. Like, want to lose their virginity or want to be cool. <laughs> he's granting witches, essentially. <laughs> to grant, you know, game favor and such. Oh, yeah, the anime is pretty ridiculous. So, eventually... Eventually, like I said, he um he progresses further into the whole thing. He is put as a pawn. And, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going out of order. He eventually comes across a group. You have the vice president, my girl Akino, one of my favorite characters in anime. And there's a trend I love the the more she is the powerful yet unplayful type. Like, and she's the big sister archetype, which are always awesome. You have Koneko, who is the Lolita. She's another one, a part of the group in this society. And the thing is, she's supposed to be super strong. She's the Lolita type. And then you have the white guy, which it please will be pronounced as well, <laughs> yeah, It's always one of those. Um, Utah, Utah, yeah, Utah. Who is the white knight type? He's the the idol of the school for the females. And initially, Issei didn't like him because he's like, "Well, you're giving all this attention to this guy, and it's like he's not that cool. He's he's just a um." um what do you want to say? Two-dimensional pretty boy. So, he, like I say, he grows accustomed in his group until he finds out, like, there's a sort of classes. And, like, Koneko is a bishop. Um, Akino is a queen. Um, that dude, Yuto, he's a knight. And he's summoned to be the pawn. <laughs> so it's a pretty much or no Koniko's the rook my apologies the other chick that eventually gets pulled into the group because of the main story they're trying the fallen angels are essentially trying to get this girl named Ajia's power who is another one of the harem 
Like eventually all the chicks in the squad wants to smash. So Aja, she's like the first one outside of Riz who actually has deep affection for him. And at first she she's like, yeah, I'm I'm just a priest or I'm a, a nun. She's like going around as a nun and she has the power to heal. And that's why the fallen angels originally want her. They want that power because she has a sacred gear, mm. which the sacred gears are all godlike items that are provided to those, like either they're reincarnated, which Issei is, or they're provided to those who have magical potential. Mm. And the thing is, like I said, they want her healing power. So they, you know, do everything in their power to actually hunt Aja down. Aja, of course, falls for Issei because Issei is like, I'm trying to protect her no matter what. And he's putting his life on the line for her. So eventually, Aja actually gets killed and she joins the squad and she's the bishop. So they're doing all the training on the like and the whole first season is literally the build up to something called the rating games where it's, it's like uh, rival schools mm. and essentially what it is is that you have these different factions which have similar setups like you all have rooks or bishops or you know knights, queens, knights, knights yeah. etc and pretty much they're the battle against each other for power Mm. Because Rius is trying to basically become the true ruler of the demon world. And you have the other people who are like, hey, I want to be the leader of the demon world. I want to be the leader of the demon world. So that's what creates the issues. And then, like, from... It's funny. In every season, like, a a new female joins the squad. So, like, in season two, they... They do a huge backstory for Akino. You find out she's half demon, half angel. Herself, she's conflicted because the simple fact is like, pretty much my mother was an angel. My mother, I think the mother was an angel, yet the father was a demon or something like that. So she's like, yeah, I basically nice. You know, like real life, things mixed race you're not you're not actually either side right you're not truly ever either side so it was like that eventually Issei broke through her issues she fell for she wanted him to be her baby daddy we'll do this again yeah (laughs) then then season three you find out like Koneko is a part of a lineage of of I want to say cat hybrid or something like that. Nekos, okay. Nekos. And, you know, he's fighting on her behalf. Like, at first, she absolutely doesn't like him. Then, eventually, she starts to respect him because of the simple fact that he's she's seeing, like, the developments that he's causing, that he's protecting Rhea, that he is embracing and helping uh, Akino get past her problems. Mm. that he's protecting Aja. So eventually, she's like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. I want him to be my <laughs> baby dad, too. That's just my baby dad. <laughs> That's just and my it, baby dad. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think those are the main ones. Then you eventually come across, like, 
the um, the embodiment. I think his childhood friend was like the embodiment of an angel, mm. and eventually she wants it. Um, um, her, the chick that was working alongside her, she gets killed and <laughs> becomes a demon, and then she gets pulled into the group. And she's like, I want it too, <laughs> and they're all just fighting over this dude. And probably the best part about the anime, one, Issei is like insanely OP. Because <laughs> like I say, he's a dragon emperor, like the dragon emperor essentially can slay gods. Okay. So well, like every demon pretty much fears how strong Issei can be. Right. And then he has the almighty boost, which every so often in increments, his power boosts by two. So it'd be like two, four, then um eight um you know just so forth and so, so forth doubles and doubles yeah and yeah it just keeps doubling like into affinity so his power is like ridiculous the longer bro they let him yeah he a broke ass character that nigga broke his <laughs> and head. then eventually he gets the best power the best power well one he gets um um dress break which Pretty much, he touches any article of clothing and females snap the <laughs> fingers, and then their clothing breaks off. But eventually, oh yeah, you gonna love the best thing is that eventually he gets a power that he can detect what you're gonna do by communicating with your breath. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was utterly ridiculous. So like, the breath is telling me what your heart is really. Like what your heart is saying, that and what your heart is in some of your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But the anime is so much fun to watch because of how stupid it is. I think they acknowledged it, ex especially as the anime went along, is that it just got more and more ridiculous. Like I said, by season two to three, I mean, that dude's power was gone because of the breaker. And eventually he comes across um, dudes that are similar to himself that they inherited the power of their dragons. Mm. And essentially the dragons are, like I said, God slayers. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And yeah, that's high school DXZ in the nutshell. That is nuts. Awesome, man. <laughs> awesome anime. I would recommend watch it, but do not, do not watch it with watching it with a serious lens. Like, yeah, I'm looking for the story. It's not gonna give you that at all. Yeah, yeah, the story is pretty stupid. I like the characters a lot, and the characters develop, but it's like. I mean, them girls are so thirsty. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. They want it so bad. The thirst the, is the real. The thirst is real. It's... Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> we got to go to our next commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue with the heroes. You've been working on this machine for ages. No. What you're trying to do is impossible. It's outrageous, absurd, ludicrous. Pigri, this is only the beginning. What would you have me do? I would not help you finish building it. It's dangerous. No, Pigri, I would have you tell them. <laughs> tell the people, Pigri, that there will be a channel on YouTube under the name 
Johnny Balsa. No. That is where they will find it. No. They will find it, Pigree. Stop. Stop this now. Turn back from this. No turning back. Cannot stop it now. It has come too far. Some of these games are terrible. You'll die, man. Do you hear me? You'll die if you continue this. If I must die. I will die knowing the 10-point rating of Bobby for the NES. No! But now, I will flip the energy converter. Johnny, you're insane! You're mad! And then, I will switch the Klagonitis mechanism. Who would want to play Bobby? Who would want to do that to themselves? Finally, I shall crank the power generator! Oh. And now, the ball stops in me! Balsa.games forward slash start. Check out the shows, laugh, have a good time. Once again, Balsa.games forward slash start. What's going on, people? It's your boy Kawu. Still sitting here with my man G Money. What's up? Alright, bro, so go ahead. Give us the last one. You already said the name of it, so give us that high oh, key. My favorite one. My favorite one, because of how dumb it was. I was I was really debating on whether or not I wanted to do Sacred or do Makinki. Makinki won it out. And the main reason she's why She's so is, bad. Oh. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> Makinki is definitely a guilty pleasure yeah, That it is. Well, I mean, High School DXZ is that, but... But, like, Makinki is a whole different level. Because I never understood what in the hell were they actually really fighting. It's like the whole anime seems so slice of life, but it's like slice of life with incredible powers. Yeah. So the whole premise or the whole thing with Mackinki is that Nizu Takeru, like he's at one point going to high school, then he finds out, oh yeah, this school is like accepting co-ed now because it was all female school at mm. one point it ends up becoming co-ed so he's like yeah much like he said he's like yeah i just want to be the harem king i want i'll <laughs> i want ass and tits all day uh, all uh, day uh, every uh, day so he ends up going to the school and it so happens that the school he wants to go to um it already has his I wanted to say childhood sweetheart, um, Haruka, who is supposedly like David Super Bijojo. Oh yeah, and then one thing, the one thing, let me get this out the way now. One thing that you will know about Makiki is my God, the writer or whoever that was, loved boobs. Hell yeah. Because Haruka <laughs> has some big assets, uh, Inaho. Which is his self-proclaimed fiance. She got big boobs. Azuki got big boobs. The nurse, my God, the nurse, had, her breasts were absolutely ridiculous. That's that's been the big takeaway that you can literally take from the anime. I mean, the whole underlying thing is that he's supposed to be a reincarnated god. And pretty much his chick that he comes across, um, Himagato? Himagato? Or Kodama. I think it's Kodama. 
Um, she's like, I'm supposed to be a protector of the island of Mackinkie. So, basically, she's supposed to protect the island from, I'm guessing, these demons ever got out of control, or the, the, the demon god ever getting out of control. Really, like I said, the plot is absolutely stupid. Agreed. Because most of the majority of focus is the, the kids at that school, basically all the, the Mac and Key um, users of that school had power. Gotcha. And Takaru was the only one who didn't um, eventually, or I I would say initially didn't have powers. He had to find this. You know, out of the, the main character trophy way of like, oh my god, my friend's about to get screwed. Uh, my my um, childhood sweetheart is about to get messed up. Right. Let me discover this power out of absolutely nowhere. His power is absolutely ridiculous. Extra shonen, in other words. Yeah, it's extra <laughs> shonen. Oh, yeah, it's very trophy. <laughs> so, like I said, you have these schools that are at this school that literally everything is set out of competition between the student body. Because, I mean, what else are you going to use the powers for? Because otherwise, I really don't know what's the end game. Right. There's no end game. So, <laughs> per, so pretty much Sakuru, like when he they they do um, a physical, so to say, and the physical is to find out everyone's right. element, which the element would be like Nen or Key or Chakra and all that, and they find out well Takaru's power isn't detected by the school. So, eventually, like I said, some stuff happened with Inaho that spurs Tagaru to discover his power. And his power is, I overflow other element of other weapons. So, she, he pretty much can make every element user's weapon or power useless. Because he overflows them like um, blowing up in the engine of a car. So, pretty much, he just comes across different females who all want it. Including, um, I think, an idol that can actually change herself from male to female, which was the weirdest thing. Um, and you had, like I said, you had Haruka. I think Haruko had a thing from since childhood. Inaho, self-proclaimed fiancé. Who had a theme from Sunshine? He actually initially had negative, or he actually had positive feelings for her until later on that found out that she respected his father, who he blamed his father for his mother dying because his family ran a school dojo that the mother was trying to defend because the father wasn't there and the mother ends up getting killed. It's just some wild nonsense. And that is Maki in a nutshell. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just it is super it's more guilty pleasure than even um high school DXE because there's no strong consistent plot. And again, like I never understood what were they what were they training all that power for? And yeah, like I said, it's Make It Key in a Nutshell. I recommend you guys watch it. 
Especially if you just wanna want an anime to watch, dumb out on, and on top of that, you just wanna see boobs and butt all day. I recommend that. <laughs> all right, all right, that's that's Mac and Key. Yep. I am not a fan of that junk at all. I tried. Um, so for my last harem, I'm gonna be doing Infinite Stratos. I don't know if you guys heard before we went on our hiatus and before the revamp. Um, Infinite Stratos, I season one, I that it gets all type of praises from me. Right, I'm gonna lay out lay out Infinite Stratos. Infinite Stratos is not just a harem anime; it's technically a mecha anime too, where uh, main character Ichika is the first male to be recruited to this all female or all girl school for mecha pilots. <laughs> right. Um, where his sister is actually the, one of the teachers there. His older sister is. So while while there, he ends up being or he ends up being put on a team with a bunch of different girls. Um, two of the girls he know their childhood friends. One has been a childhood friend longer than the other one. Um, so you had uh, Hoki and uh, Ling Yin, which are both his childhood friends, who like him. <laughs> Then you have Cecilia, which is a character that came along who also likes him. Then you have Charlotte, who's who's this girl that really that has really short hair that he conf- often confuses for a boy until she was pissed off about it and revealed that she was a girl, which blew his mind because he was so happy that it was finally another boy at the school when there wasn't. <clears throat> and then you have Laura, which is uh, foreign. I think she's Russian. Yeah. And she has an uh, eye patch that she wears. So, the in this anime, like I said, it's a mecha anime, and they're in the school to learn how to be pilots for these mechs. Season one pretty much sets us up for that, and season two kind of misses that ball and does it like, you know what? This is a harem anime. Let's just focus on the harem mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. which made the anime uh, very disappointing and dropped it on my list. Without season two, I would give uh, Infinite Stratos a at least an eight and a half out of ten. With the second season, I'm gonna give it a six and a half God, out of ten. Damn, maybe, that second season dropped a score for Maybe you. even a seven, just to be nice. But that second season just was so bad for me. I cannot stand that second season. Man, I hate that second season. But Infinite Stratos is definitely a dope anime. It's really good. Like I said, if you like mecha anime and you like harems, Infinite Stratos will be the anime for you. So, all right, people, we're gonna go ahead and go to go through our last commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna come back with the character of the episodes. It's your boy Cowboy again. Do you enjoy the sick beats that you hear that lace the background of Planet Wu? If so, hit up my man's ironic at Airbit. Forward slash I R O N I K three one three publishing. What's going on, people? It's your boy Cal Wu. Still sitting here with my man's G Money. Thank you for rocking with us here at Planet Wu. We appreciate y'all so much. Um, the people, like I stated before, the people that do co- that have commercials on our show, um, definitely check out their stuff. They work hard at what they do. They work hard at the craft. They're amazing people. And also, um, like, share, 
and subscribe and tell your friends about us because you know here at planet Woo, we we working hard to continue to bring y'all content weekly content and sometimes we're going to bring you bi-weekly and tri-weekly content as well so yeah so okay um g you want to start off with the character episode you want me to rock it out i can do it go ahead what, who you got for us my boy kimito from monster movies man <laughs> dude man i got mad respect for this guy even as ridiculous as it is, because he is uh, absolutely unbiased. That he is. He is absolutely unbiased. Like, it is, well, hmm, usually main characters are unbiased in general because they want to make the main characters fairly ideal. But I just love the attribute that everybody or not everybody, but a lot of the, the guys that you come across, a lot of guys, a lot of females, they look at the monster women exactly as they are. Right. They're monsters. Whereas, uh, Kimitone Monster Musume is absolutely bashful. He treats the women as women. So, it's like you acknowledge that completely right like then he acknowledges that completely and because of that influences a lot of his actions a lot of his decisions and that in turn makes him a pretty awesome character it's funny because i know further in the manga than i do in the anime because i don't know when season two is gonna go live right but they confirmed it or at least teased it a while back right but it's funny that he has a lot of entries you wouldn't expect of the main character. Which is pretty weird. He's oddly mature. That he is. <laughs> oddly, like, very mature. For uh, what he's supposed to be. Alright. Uh, huh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Keiichi. Cause I'm, I can be shy sometimes. Like, I, you know, what I'm yes. saying, like when dating, I, I have moments where I'm aggressive and I like my shyness don't take advantage of me. Then I have moments where I'm just extremely shy and don't know how to express certain things or don't know if I should. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? it's it might, hard to read signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely hard. So you know, so um, and the stuff that Kate goes through. I can definitely imagine myself going through these same things. Like if I had a goddess hotline, you know, I hit a goddess hotline and I had a goddess <laughs> living with me, that would definitely be my life. It would be full of all type of random mishaps and me fucking up and making shit worse for myself mm-hmm. every single time because that's just how my luck rolls, which is weird. Um, Yeah, so Keiichi is my guy. Uh-huh. All right, so all right, people. That is the episode. Once again, please like, uh, subscribe, share, spread it to your friends. We, like I said, weekly, bi-weekly, tri-weekly. We doing this. And yeah, man. So this is Cal Wu. Sitting here with my man, G Money. And we are signing off. Adios. Peace. Peace. Ironic, 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 ironic.